it looks like it's exactly what we predicted it would be in Virginia. It looks like exactly the GOP simply didn't want a Tea Party candidate winning there. They just didn't because they could have won that race, folks. I mean, it is it, it's really a shame. And it's, it's kind of, um, well, I was going to say stunning, but it really isn't stunning. Anyway, great to have you. Rush Limbaugh, the EIB Network. Here we are on hump day already, middle of the week. Great to have you with us. The telephone number, if you want to be on the program, is uh, 800-282-2882. The email address, lrushbow at eibnet.com. Phenomenal news to share with you later about Rush Revere and the brave pilgrims. I mean, just phenomenal news. The mission is well underway. Can't I can't I can't wait. I got another great fan mail. This horse, Liberty, is getting fan mail like you cannot believe. And I can't wait to share one of those with you. But let's let's talk about the election yesterday. The uh, the two big ones and the first white mayor in Detroit in 40 years. Not many people talking about that, but that happened. Um, you know, the Associated Press is saying that uh, Clinton bagman Terry McAuliffe won in Virginia because he followed the Clinton model. Well, now, wait, don't, don't poo-poo that. Why, why are you poo-poo? He did exactly, he followed the Clinton model. The Clinton model of running in a three-way race where there was a ringer candidate to siphon off votes from his opponent. If you look at the end result in Virginia, more people voted against McAuliffe than voted for him. It's no different than Ross Perot in the race in 1992, siphoning votes away from Bush 41. And just like in, in, the, in the elections, the Clinton's two elections, more people voted against McAuliffe than voted for him because of this fake libertarian candidate who was bought and paid for by an Obama bundler who ended up getting 7% of the vote. Cuccinelli was supposed to lose this thing in a landslide. He ended up losing it by 1% to 2%. So it fits the Clinton model to a T. Bagman candidate, third-party candidate that's a bogus uh, placeholder to siphon off votes. And it, it worked like a charm. But the, the, the details coming out of Virginia are even more frustrating and maddening than that. Even though they were predicted, it's still, it's still frustrating to see it happen. And I must tell you, folks, I've got audio soundbites here. I'm somewhat surprised because in, in, um, in a series of these soundbites, the drive-by media is not all that ecstatic over what happened in Virginia. And I mean, they're not, they're not looking at it as a repudiation of the Tea Party because they know that's not what happened. You know who wants you to think it's a repudiation of Tea Party? The GOP establishment. There's some, there's some fascinating numbers here. The Republican National Committee in 2009, in the gubernatorial race there for uh, Bob McDonald, the Republican National Committee spent three times as much money four years ago on the same race as they did this year. They spent $1 million. That's it. $1 million for Ken Cuccinelli. Their candidate... The Chamber of Commerce spent zero helping Cuccinelli. Cuccinelli begged Chris Christie to come in a campaign for him. Christie said no, he wasn't going to do it. 
The Chamber of Commerce spent a million dollars four years ago in the governor's race of Virginia, as I say, not a dime on Cuccinelli. And here we go again. Just like Mitt Romney, Tim or, or, uh, Cuccinelli won independence by nine points, 47 to 38 percent. Now, what have we been told collectively for decades by the media, well, hell, by the political establishment? That is, you, you need to win the independence. You can't win without the independence. That's what they've all told us. And that has been part of a trick that the media and the Democrats launched a great success against the Republicans. The theory has always been that the Democrats are going to get 80%, the Republicans are going to get 80%, and then there's that great unwashed in there, that 20%. And every political candidate has been approached by every political consultant and said, to, the consultant has said, I'm the guy that can get you that 20% of the, of the vote. I'm the guy that can get you the independents. And what that did was make the Republicans abandon their base and campaign rather than for everybody. The Republicans end up with a centrist, moderate, wimpy, linguini spine campaign aimed at so-called independence at 20%. That's the Republicans at every election. They Now, Cuccinelli didn't, by the way. But in national elections, the Republicans end up making this move. They, they get talked into believing that you win the independence and you win. Well, Romney won the independence going away, and he lost, didn't he? And Cuccinelli won the independence going away. He won independence by nine points, 47 to 38%. And you now know what they're saying? Well, the independents are different than the moderates. Oh, that's new now. Now that Republicans are winning the independence, it isn't any big deal anymore. No, now you don't need the independent. Now you got to go out and win the moderates. Well, what is a moderate? Tell me, Snurdly, how would you, if somebody asked you to explain to them what a moderate is, what would you say? Now, oh, it's a liberal without the guts to, to, to say so. A moderate. A moderate is, is one of two things, a liberal that won't admit it or somebody that waits to see which way the wind's blowing and joins the crowd. By definition, a moderate isn't passionate about anything, can't be. But now the moderate, that's, that's where we got to go. We got to go after the moderates. And there's also another lesson that's being said here by the Republican establishment. They're looking at Christie, they're looking at Cuccinelli. See, if Cuccinelli would have just been for amnesty and if he would have just, you know, moderated on the social issues, who knows, he could have won. But we couldn't support him when he did it. It's just absolutely obscene what's happened here, if you ask me. Terry McAuliffe, the Clinton bagman, outraised Cuccinelli by almost $15 million. And in the last weeks of the campaign, there were the two weeks that Cuccinelli had no media. Something like two weeks before the election, the last two weeks of the campaign, Cuccinelli had no media because the RNC wasn't there. The Chamber of Commerce wasn't there. Do you know, folks, right here, the, the unions spent as much money in Virginia as the RNC. I mean, before you even get to what the DNC poured in there, the Service Employees International Union... 
basically just canceled out whatever quote-unquote help Cuccinelli got from the Republican establishment. And, and even the Politico out there, I've got this in the stack here, the Politico is wondering in their story today if Cuccinelli was beginning to turn the tide against this war on women narrative because the Democrats were doing that. They were using this tired war on women narrative, and McAuliffe's lead with women was at 24% on Election Day. In polling, it was down to 9%. But true to the Clinton model, you had this third-party spoiler candidate in there, 7% this guy got, and his campaign was bought and paid for by a Clinton bundler or fundraiser. And it is, I'll tell you, it's a shame what happened to Ken Cuccinelli because he was betrayed by his own party. The man is a great guy. I, I, I don't know him personally. I've just interviewed him once for the for the Limbaugh letter, and I, I've told you earlier this week, I, I came, came away from that interview, this guy was tough, no nonsense. He was fearless. I, I, I don't know how he ran the campaign every day. I, I don't know if he faltered here and there on a couple of things. I don't know. I'm just telling you, the interview I had, he seemed to be no-nonsense guy. But the, the Republican establishment, they're out there. Well, he's unelectable. He's Tea Party. He's unelectable. He can't win anything. And, they, and they, they didn't want him to win. This is the dirty little secret. It's not like it's even a secret now. Such is the animus toward the Tea Party in the Republican Party establishment that they are, I'm telling you, they are perfectly comfortable with a Christie win and a Cuccinelli loss because to them that's a Tea Party loss. So now the Republican establishment can run around and claim the Tea Party is an albatross around their neck. The Tea Party is the death knell, they'll say. Tea Party is why we're going to keep losing. Look, we had this, we, we could have won Virginia. We, we, our party had it, and they nominate this Tea Party guy, this Cuccinelli guy, there's nothing we can do. They didn't want to help. The Democrats, I mean, and this was a squeaker. They were, they were, they were worried all night at McAuliffe headquarters, and it was, it was supposed to be according to. Pre-election polling, it was supposed to be a huge McAuliffe sweep, especially with this with this this placeholder third party candidate. And it ought to be a lesson to any of you who are still toying with the idea of third party. Um, it's just a guaranteed way for Democrats to win when they and it, 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 the takeaway is that in the Virginia race, more people voted against McAuliffe than voted for him. Yeah, the Politico, I, I put too much faith in the Politico. They, I mean, they were stunned by the results. I've got, here's it to Chris Saliza and Aaron Blake of the Washington Post. Six takeaways from election night 2013. Now, the crux of, um, of this whole piece, is, and this is the crux, the rest of the takeaways just support this initial claim. Exit polls showed Christie winning among women and running even with his Democrat opponent among Latinos. If Republicans could emulate that in other states, they would win just about all of them. So you see, 
According to the Washington Post, the way forward for the Republican Party is clear. All the Republican Party has to do is embrace amnesty and moderate its tone on abortion, and they'll never lose another election. Well, that's the take. I mean, that's what the Washington Post, six takeaways, but that's the crux of it, and every takeaway after that supports this takeaway. You note here how the goalposts are constantly moved. All of a sudden, all of a sudden now it's not enough to win the independence. They've been telling us for decades, you win the independence and you win the election. Now we're told that the GOP has to win the so-called moderates. And here's from, from this article in the Washington Post. Quote, Republicans don't need independence. They need moderates. Despite Cuccinelli's loss, he actually won among self-described independents. At the same time, he lost by more than 18 points among self-described moderates. Well, who are they? As I say, they're liberals who don't want the label. But all this time, see, I don't know about you, but all this time I thought the independents were the moderates. Didn't you? Isn't that what they tried to tell us? Independents, undecided, moderates, McCain, moderate, maverick, whatever. Weren't, weren't you under the impression the independents were the moderates? And that if and, and they were the undecided because they were smarter than everybody. They were not ideologues. They were not close-minded bigots of the left or the right. No, no, no. These people decided candidates and issues, issue by issue and candidate by candidate. They were the cream of the crop. The moderates, the independents, they're the best among us. Blah, blah, blah. Well, Romney wins a majority of them and loses. Cuccinelli wins a majority of them and loses. And now they tell us, well, no, 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 it's not the independents anymore. you got to go out and get the moderates, which means you got to get women who are pro-choice and you got to come out for amnesty. In reality, these self-described moderates are just liberals ashamed of the brand. And in reality, the Republican Party is the real party of the center. At least the, the conservative wing of the Republican Party is the real center. And the Democrats today are the party of the radical left. But all of this, I mean, this, this Washington Post piece, it's just, a, it's just part of a further drive-by effort to, to move the country further leftward uh, by claiming, I mean, what, what else are they trying to do? What do you say? Here's a lesson for you Republicans. See, look at what Christie did. You, you come out for amnesty. You got to be, got to go to Washington, want to work with Democrats. Don't beat them. You can't say you want to go to Washington and beat Democrats. You have to say, if you Republicans want to win, you got to go to Washington and say you want to work with Democrats. And that's what Christie did. And that's what they're citing. Christie said, I'm the guy that can do it. I work with Democrats here. We got things done. You watch me do it. And they're saying, that's right. What you Republicans need is somebody that can go to Washington to work with Democrats. And what you and I know is we need somebody to go to Washington and Trenton or wherever else and beat Democrats. That's what has to happen. I got to take a break. We'll do that. We'll come back. I'll show you some of the audio sound bites. Plus the political piece. The political piece, why Terry McAuliffe barely won a much closer-than-expected outcome blunts the narrative that this was a clean win for the Democrats going into 2014. And, you know, both parties want that narrative. Both parties want that this was a big Democrat sweep. 
Both parties do. The Republican Party would not mind at all if the takeaway in Virginia was it was a Terry McAuliffe landslide against the Tea Party. I'm not exaggerating. A couple of takeaways in the political piece, because it does differ from the rest of the drive-bys. The political piece does say that Obamacare nearly killed McAuliffe, and that's right. Now, the establishment, both parties, the establishment is saying Obamacare had no impact in Virginia. It had a huge impact. Obama went in there, campaigned for uh, for the bag man, but he didn't even bring up Obamacare. Don't do not fall for this notion that Obamacare didn't play a role. It did. This is this 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 election could have been won, folks, with just average effort from the Republican base. Now you go to New Jersey. The Democrats didn't even mount a real opponent. The Democrats never once attacked Chris Christie in that state. Do you realize this? I mean, if there was any opposition to Christie in that campaign, it was perfunctory and it was to make it look like there was some. But there was no real Republic or Democrat effort to unseat Christie. Now, what does that tell you? And now you've got so many people in the media celebrating the Christie win as the road to the future for the Republican Party. What does that tell you? You know, I'm for one, I'm tired of the of the media picking our candidate for us, and they're trying to do it here. There were exit polls in New Jersey, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm you you may have heard this in New Jersey in an exit poll, Hillary Clinton beats. Chris Christie in a presidential contest, the Virginia vote, the exit polls by four to six points. Debbie Blabbermouth Schultz is said, well, yeah, we, we, we sent a staffer in to help our candidate there. They sent one staffer. Even the Democrat candidate against Christie in New Jersey is complaining that she got no help from the party. Why is that? Why do you think that is? Here's a minor little detail from the Politico piece buried near the bottom of their story. Despite the widespread criticism directed at Republicans for the government shutdown, an equal number of voters pinned the shutdown on Obama as they did congressional Republicans, which is exactly what we predicted. Nobody else in the media is mentioning this, but the Republicans in exit polls were not blamed for the government shutdown. But the Republican establishment wants people to think that the Tea Party was responsible for it. It's just, I, I never thought I would live to see this kind of self-sabotage. So, in the exit polling data, Cuccinelli won pretty sizably on the economy. He won pretty decisively on health care, big time on health care. But it was McAuliffe who won big on abortion. Uh, uh, McAuliffe had a 20% advantage, this is exit polling data, on abortion and a nine-point advantage among women. But that gap was closing because at one point he had a 24% margin. And it's that that abortion side and the women's side that's got the Republican established. One of the things that's got them scared to death. And it's one of the reasons that uh, they... they, they they like the Tea Party being seen as a loser, as they think the Tea Party is a bunch of radical extremist, conservative, kook, freak, pro-lifers 
They're going to be the end. Of, they've, they've thought this, folks, since I've been paying attention. I mean, I've, I've shared with you the story about how I was, I was practically accosted at a dinner party in the early 90s to do something about the Christians by a bunch of moneyed, elitist Republican establishment times. That's back when I was naive and thought we were all on the same team. And I didn't realize then they looked at me as the enemy, too. I thought I was there as a friend. I didn't know it, but I was the enemy. And they're poking me in the chest. What are you going to do about the Christians? I said, what are you talking about? Abortion. It's killing us. We're never going to win another election. We've got we to get rid of this. And as I'm telling you, that's the root of this. Uh, of course, other aspects to it. Um, conservatism in general repulses the Republican establishment. The Tea Party repulses them because they don't control it. They don't even know who to attack. Tea Party doesn't have a singular leader, so they go after any candidate supported by the Tea Party, and they launch both barrels. And, they, and the way they launched here was just to offer no assistance compared to the assistance they offered back in. And you know what, folks, I have to tell you something. I, I remember back, I forget the years now, they all run together, but you remember the year that Christine O'Donnell ran in uh, Delaware and Sharon Angle's Senate races, admittedly, but... Sharon Angle in Nevada, remember all those these Tea Party candidates won, and the Republican establishments run around saying, well, well, we, we can't support these people. They don't have a prayer. Uh, and we, we, we'd we rather support Mike Castle, who's a really a, a Delaware Democrat named a Republican. Remember back then the what really concerned the Republican establishment was winning the Senate. They wanted to win the Senate. They wanted to control the committees. They wanted the chairmanships on the committees because they wanted to be in charge of the money. And so when people like Christine O'Donnell won their primary and Sharon Angle because of Tea Party support, the Republican establishment just had a cow and started mobilizing against them. And the consultants mobilized, and they all started going on TV. And they go, well, these people don't have a prayer. I mean, there goes our chance. There goes our chance. They started wringing their hands and complaining in public. There goes our chance to win the Senate. There goes our chance to get the committee chairmanship. I don't think they were honest about wanting the committee chairmanship. That's what I knew they wanted. They just they claimed they wanted to win control of the Senate. But what it really boils down to, folks, uh, you and I think the country's at a crisis crossroads, and nobody else does. Democrat, Republican, establishment types do not think there's any problem at all with this level of debt. It's just the debt. It's always been high. We'll manage it. Any big deal? We'll have a carbon tax. We'll raise taxes here. We'll deal with it. Any big deal? We'll have the Fed print money and give it to the stock market. Everything's fine. We'll keep interest rates low. There's no crisis here. Obamacare? Well, hell, you know, it's just, it's just health care. Okay, the government's going to have a bigger role in it. Big whoop. Any big deal. They don't think that there's anything particularly crisis-related about this, and you and I do. To them, it's just politics as usual. They just want to they, 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 they win with their people in charge because they don't want to have to reform anything. They don't want to have to change the way Washington works. They don't want to have to get rid of the debt. They don't want to have to reduce the size of government. They don't want to do anything that will promote an increase in individual liberty or freedom. They, they, want, they, want, they love the government being big, and they want their chance to run it. So I find it, I just found it fascinating. They're, they're having a cow over Christine O'Donnell and Sharon Angle and some of the other 
Tea Party candidates that, that came later, not supporting them. Here was their chance to win the Senate. Well, here was their chance to hold a state house, and they didn't care. Here was their chance to hold the state of Virginia. Here was their chance to have a Republican governor in the state of Virginia, and they didn't care. They just, they cared everything they had uh, about winning the Senate. They were willing to support every moderate in the world and every every liberal Republican in the world in order to keep or win the Senate and get their precious chairmanships, but they didn't care about keeping a state house in Virginia. And it's 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 one thing, you know, we're we're sitting here trying to devise ways to to beat Democrats for the good of the country, and we've also got to devise ways here to overcome uh, opposition to us and our own party as well. And just it's uh, admittedly tough, although I, you know, not phony optimism, think that it can be done. Power of the people. I think if, if they, you know, Cuccinelli, he didn't win, and it's it coulda, woulda. There, there are no moral victories. Don't misunderstand. You know, no attaboys because he got close. That's not what I'm doing here. But it could have been won. That's the really frustrating thing. Could have been one. Now they're just going, they're going ape. They're so happy they can't see straight that Chris Christie is now the front runner for the Republican nomination. Democrats are excited about that. The media is excited about that. The Republicans are excited about that. You go ahead and connect the dots.